This episode is brought to you by Freedom of Creativity. Freedom of Creativity is a directory for freedom-loving businesses and creatives to connect, share their talents, collaborate on projects, and change our culture through creative action. Join for free today at freedomofcreativity.com and list your company, yourself, whether you're an artist, musician, service provider, or even a blogger podcast. Freedomofcreativity.com. The culture is in your hands. Welcome to the Rookie Marican Podcast. I'm your girl, Lisette Carter. Hey, if you are on YouTube or Spotify, hello, hello. If you are on Apple, Anchor, or any of those other audio platforms, welcome as well. Listen, for those of you that are watching on YouTube and Spotify, I have a little surprise uh, for you. You have a sneak peek into Manu merch, okay? It says, American Guns and Sofrito and baseball and playa and freedom. Look at that. That's my new merch. You like that? Do you like it? Because that's what it's going to be. There's a couple of other ones that I'm working on too. Love this brand. USA made. Um, make sure when it comes out that you get yours. It should be coming out really soon. This is a nice little gym. This is a gym shirt. This is a large. Isn't it so cute? It's cute, right? You like that? I love it. Love, love, love. Shout out to John and Gio uh, Clash uh, out of Puerto Rico for helping me, part of Gontrepreneur uh, with the merch, because that was a dope uh, reference, referral, uh, tip uh, to use this company. Love the quality of it. Very nice. So listen, I'm here to talk to you about politics. I don't want to talk about the Will and Chris Rock thing. I don't want to talk about Biden and Hunter Biden and Ukraine and Russia. I just can't. You know, the meme community has got that. They've they've gotten all of that down. Uh, I just when it comes to like culture, social culture stuff, American culture, it's just like. I don't know. It's all manipulated anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, was it staged? Did Will? Was 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 that real? Did Will really hit Chris Rock? How do we know if that was real? We don't know. We don't know. But you know what? I'm going to talk about something of value. Something that you might get, um, you know, some information out of that might clear up some of the cobwebs when it comes to politics. Listen, I've got this nice little chapter in my book, right, called politics. <laughs> and they cover a little bit of everything on it. It doesn't go like too deep into like our origins of politics or anything like that, something that I would normally do. Um, but I'm going to read a little bit off of the book and just kind of discuss it a little bit and also go into uh, the um, political parties, like the origins and stuff like that. Because I mean, right now it's like right or left. And, you know, before back in the day, it used to be like moderate, you know, they're moderate Democrat there, you know, it was like, there were like levels to things and now it's just extremes. And it's kind of weird how that is divided. Like you're either like way far right or way far left. And it's odd. Um, and usually it's like, you know, if you're level-headed, you see both sides, you come together, you work on policies. Doesn't really seem like that's happening right now. So let's get into this. You know what, JFK, 
he was, I guess, a moderate Democrat where he was like a level-headed one. Um, usually when people, old school people, old school people, like when older generation come in, they say, you know, I'm a JFK Democrat, which basically means like a sane, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, a sane Democrat, okay? Um, and this is what he said. This is a quote, mothers all want their sons to grow up to be president, but they didn't want them to become politicians in the process. I mean... Think you were on to something there jfk okay where you know they you want your kid to succeed if they go into uh politics but you know what politicians have gotten a bad rap and you know even when i was growing up it was kind of like oh that was an insult if you called somebody they're being a politician you know what i mean it was like a it wasn't it was insulting so i just want to talk about that and why why is that and really it comes down to the reason why politicians get a bad rap is because they say one thing and they do another. They say one thing to get the vote. Um, and then they, when they get into office, they completely do another thing. They can get bought out. And this is a great example. You know, uh, somebody, let's say, wants to run, and I may have talked about this in another podcast. Somebody wants to run, let's say, in a district in Massachusetts. And uh, they fundamentally are pro-life. And their town or their district fundamentally votes pro-abortion. I'm not going to say pro-choice because that is a manipulation of pro-abortion. Um, that was a way to get people to vote for abortion. And you can go back to my abortion uh, podcast, I think maybe on season three. Um, where I discussed the original intent of uh, abortion. Uh, but, you know, they fundamentally believe one way and then the district is another way. You know, what do they do? Do they talk to the constituents about, you know, or not the constituents, but do they talk to the community about, you know, um, the realities of abortion uh, and do they stick to their guns? Or do they change their minds in order to get the vote? And so those are those are real things that um, people have to consider when you are running. I mean, you've got to consider where you're going to get your donations from. Uh, you have to consider how your community votes if you're against the green um, running in that district or that state. Uh, those are those are different things that you have to consider when you are running for any kind of um, seat. So that's that's why a lot of people tend to be corrupt because they want to get in office. And in these days, they are considered career politicians and they just, you know, they get in office and they don't leave. <laughs> and so what was interesting is I actually read Ben Carson's book uh, when he was running for president in 20, what year are we in? 2022? When did Ben Carson, 2014? I can't remember, 2012? Um, don't remember, but Ben Carson ran. I actually voted for him in the primaries because I really liked um, I really liked him. Um, he wasn't like too, I mean, if you listen to him now, it's like total snooze fest. No offense, Ben, but like, bruh, like <laughs> you gotta get some inflection in your voice. 
But the dude was spot on on his policies with the exception of being, um, I don't want to say like aggressive, but like being firm with military, because as a president, if you heard my last podcast on um, the executive branch, you're literally the the commander in chief of the military. And when you think of commander in chief, you're thinking of somebody strong and firm and um, you know what I'm saying? Like a warrior and, you know, you don't really see that with him, but I digress. Um, there is something that he did say, I did read his book and it was amazing. Um, and I'm going to, uh, repeat it. I'm going to read it to you here. Our constitution was founded by brave and wise men, leaders who had America's best interests at heart. They knew firsthand the pains of living under tyranny, and they sacrificed much in order to ensure that we, their descendants would not suffer the same way. Their hard work has paid off as the constitution has so far stood the test of time. We should seek to honor their legacy by upholding its principles and emulating unselfish examples. The Constitution's history also teaches us much about the types of leaders we should seek out. The founders had diverse backgrounds, but they tended to be people of accomplishment with real world experience. Many of them demonstrated that a life filled with political experience was not a prerequisite for brilliant thinking or effective and effective leadership. Instead of continuing to view political experience as the main criterion for a leader, we should instead examine political candidates to see if they understand America's history. We should draw leaders from all walks of life, business, the military, the church, and medicine. We should look for leaders who have open minds and are able to deal well with conflict. We should follow statesmen who value education. And most of all, we should make sure that we elect only leaders who understand the principles of the constitution. How about that? I like that because it's kind of like saying, listen, you have, if you're a leader and from all walks of life, That means that you have achieved and accomplished something in your, in your lifetime or within your expertise that you've become an expert within your field. Therefore you are qualified to speak and have an opinion on public policy. And so what's happened to that? Why have we voted in uh, these people who uh, are like, they don't have any expertise other than, you know, maybe they've read, communist <laughs> books <laughs> and have spewed that out to the American public and have stood firm behind them and have, and have taken pictures with Fidel Castro. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than that, what qualifies you to be uh, part of our government and, and what, what qualifies you to speak for us? what have you done in your own right? And I honestly believe, and if you've, if you've listened to the last podcast where I go over the qualifications for, um, the president for, you know, for the executive branch. And then I, in season one, I had gone over the qualifications for the legislative branch. And then you also go over the qualifications for judicial. I mean, these, these qualifications are like super minimal. It's like for a a president, I think it's like 35 years old. You've had to have lived here for a certain amount of time and you've had to have been born here. That is it. That is the qualification. And I know it's kind of like, that's great. Anybody could be president. Yeah. 
But, you know, anybody can also become a, a career politician. And that is what has happened is that we have we have endorsed career politicians that have had no success or no leadership or expertise in another area of their life. Why should they get no offense, but why should they get a say in in governing a a great amount of people? What like I don't understand. How did we get to that point where these people actually are able and are, are able to get into office? Oh, I know because it's in it's in the constitution that these are the qualifications and <laughs> it needs to be amended. That needs to be amended. Um, I digress. I just had a little bit of a rant, but I just want to tell you that the elected officials are not just your federal state officials. It's not just president, vice president. It's not just your U.S. senators. It's not just your representatives. You know, you have state officials that mirror federal government as well. You have your state governors, your state legislators, your state judges. Some of them are elected or appointed, depending on the state. Um, and you have your local, like your community officials. And we talked about this in the Tim Moriarty um, podcast where you got to get involved within your communities. And we've seen more of that. We've seen more people get involved within their communities because of what is happening in the schools, what's happening in, in, um, in, in the communities themselves. We've seen that. Um, but, you know, running for mayor, county executives, um, city council members, county commissioners, you know, school board, you know, all of this stuff. It's, we can't just leave this up to the people who have an eye on becoming or going up the ranks in politics. These have to be people from the community that care about the community, that care about the people, that care about the kids, you know, that care about the next generation and say, listen, this, this stuff has got to stop. Even stuff like very small things like voting on roads, you know, that you can vote you can go to your town hall meeting, like in the, in our town, we have a meeting once a month. Uh, I don't know if it's once a month, but like once every quarter, I believe it is. And they don't, they don't really like advertise it. Not a lot of people know that it's going on. And I know that not a lot of people know that those meetings are going on is because when I went in with my husband two years ago, I mean, there were people there in oxygen tanks. We were literally the youngest people there. And I was the darkest person there. <laughs> so it was like odd that not, not many people get involved in their towns. And those that's where you vote on where the money goes for like the road repair. That's where you vote on, you know, if you can have boats on certain lakes or, you know, if we're going to be um, restoring some of the, you know, the firehouse, you know what I'm saying? Like where the money is allocated, those are the things that you vote on as a community. And it's weird to me that so many people complain about taxes. However, nobody goes to these meetings to change, <laughs> to change these local decisions. That's where they start at the meetings. And so, um, you know, there's a difference between a career politician and a serving politician. There's a difference between, um, you know, wanting to get in there and actually make a difference or, you know, wanting to start your career in politics. So it's interesting that, um, you know, we've seen, I mean, it's, I honestly, ha I don't see a lot of it. And maybe it's because the, the negative or the career politicians have been magnified and memed, uh, might I say, but 
you know, it's, it's important to know, okay, now that these guys are in office or I voted this person in office, you know, it's important that we stay in contact with them and say, listen, I like that you voted for this. I don't like that you, that you voted for this or that you're supporting this. Why did you change that? And so there are apps, like I had found an app, it was called we, the people. I don't know if, uh, I don't think they have it anymore. Um, but there are apps or you can go online where you can find the numbers and the addresses to all of your state and federal officials, um, like in your district, like the ones that you're supposed to be writing to. And you can contact them and say, yo, I don't like this public policy that you made. I don't like what you're backing. I don't like what you're doing. Or, hey, did you think about doing this? Or even like a note of encouragement. And what's interesting is that we've gotten so far off with like the social media response, which is usually uh, a negative, um, I don't want to say hateful, but it's like a, just a negative response towards politicians that when we sit down and we write down a letter to these politicians, or we send them an email or we call them, there's like no people skill in that. And you have to think about it like this. If, if you were like, let's say you were in customer service and somebody on the other end is literally like giving you the hardest time and you know they're telling you that what you did wrong you have to realize that that's not gonna like fix the issue it's like attract what is it attract bees with honey more than you do a stick or something like that whatever the saying is but you've you've got to be cordial when you're speaking to these people and say hey listen i'd like to talk to you about this policy, or I'd like to talk to you about this mandate, you know, I, and be nice about it. They're more apt to listen to. They're also more apt to listen to if you write a handwritten letter as opposed to an email. Um, you know, they're they're more apt to respond. And you know, something simple is, hey, listen, you know, I appreciate everything that you're doing in our community. Um, you know, I voted for you and here are the reasons why I voted for you. However, I do disagree with this and this, this and this, and here's why. And here's like a hundred signatures of other <laughs> of other people that agree with me. Those are that's a that's a very kind um response or a kind way of saying, look, I'm a, I'm gonna agree to disagree, and I elected you because you initially had gone one way about this issue and now you're going another way. You've got to let these people know because they are our voice. They, rep they represent us. So um, that's important to, for them to know where we stand uh, when it comes to these elected officials. Now, um, when it comes to political parties, you know, I know this, this might seem like super boring, but I just, I, I really want to talk about these basic fundamental things because you got to know the, the, the information right now on social media is like inundated with so much crap and so many distractions that it's, it's just literally wasting your life right now with just, just even like watching this stuff hours and hours go by, ignoring your kids, you know, ignoring your job, like doing what you're supposed to be doing. And it's like, it literally goes nowhere and it's all to distract you for a reason, whether it's like for a Ukraine, Russian reason or a government reason or whatever. But I want to talk about these fundamental things because many people don't know about them and some people are maybe confused. Um, so I was reading this book, it's called The Challenge of Democracy um, for research for my book. And it says, uh, you know, basically the, uh, the, 
definition of political party. Political party is an organization that sponsors candidates for political office under the organization's name. True pol political parties select individuals to run for public office through a formal process of nomination, which designates, designates them as the party's official candidates, okay? America runs on a two-party system. There are other parties, um, just to get that out of the way. Uh, two-party system back in the day was like federalist and anti-federalist. Federalists were like pro-constitution people. Anti-federalists were against it. And so today that has evolved into Republican and Democrat. And so there are other like third parties, like there are other parties such as um, independent, um, independent party, Green Party, um, Libertarian. Um, they like every now and then they try to emerge their head, but like one, it just ends up becoming like one or the other. You, it's hard to write in, you know, because when you go see on a ballot, you'll see like the the nominee the, I don't know, the candidates you'll see the candidates and then you circle in their name but then they have a space for you to write in whoever you want which can work on a local level however on a national level it's very difficult to get a big group of people to vote independent or libertarian or whatever because it just tends to either go from to one side or the other you're just taking the vote like away from you know what I'm saying like it just it just never ends up become a third party. They're just it's not going to happen. Um, so the difference between Republican and Democrat, you know, and when I um when my this was one of the questions my uh, brother tried to kind of stump me with when I was before I even wrote the book because I had no idea, and he was like, you know, what's the difference between a republic a republic and a democracy. And I was like, well, a republic, uh, he, no, he said, is America a republic or is it a democracy? And I was like, well, it's a democracy, duh. Like, <laughs> I got it so wrong. And really a republic is when you vote for somebody to represent you. Um, and a democracy is basically like a popular, like the, the mass the more mass of the people that like the person, that's the person that gets in. And so, um, you know, Republican and Democrat, which is interesting about those two different uh, political parties is that many people believe that the party switched back in the day that the Republican party was like the, the nice one in the Democrat party was not and they switched at some point where the republican party became the bad one and the democrat became the good one and that i've read is a complete lie and so i'll tell you a little bit of the history of republican and democrat so republican party was founded in 1854 to oppose slavery interestingly enough uh the democrat the democratic party was pro-slavery okay let's clear the cobwebs up a little bit here let's clear them out a Republican is someone who favors or supports the principles of the Republic. All right. A Democrat is someone who favors the principles of democracy, thus believing in the power of the majority, which is what I just said. Republican has conservative ideas. A Democrat has liberal ideas. And if you're, the, the, right now is just, no, I don't have to explain that. 
a Republican believes in economic equality, equity. A Democrat believes in class equity. A Republican believes in solution. Uh, the solution lies with people, less interference in people's affairs. So they believe in small government. Democrat believes the government will solve people's problems. A Republican supports social policies at state level involving people. A Democrat supports social policies at the federal level. Interesting. They want everything to be federal. A Republican improve uh, improve, the Republican improve, improve property rights of the people. Democrat improves the welfare rights of people. More government-sponsored programs. A Republican has a pro-life approach. A Democrat has a pro-abortion. Notice I don't say pro-choice. It's pro-abortion ap approach. So it's interesting, you know, obviously those are the two difference. And I didn't really have to go through that to um, teach you the difference between the two. And I could probably go find the history behind these, which may be a, a great idea um, on these two different parties. Um, but, you know, that's what you need to look at. I mean, these go, it's kind of like at this point, like I had mentioned before, far right or far left. And so some of the hot issues that you need to take account as to when you're voting, look, the midterms are coming up. Um, you need to really look at the hot button issues when it comes to politics. Um, so right now, those issues include late term abortion, which now really is like, I mean, there are like two states, I think, in the last week that took up infanticide where they'll make the child comfortable uh, up to like two weeks and the mom or the hospital can decide whether or not to terminate that life. Uh, that is right now. And that's not an old school Democrat mm -hmm. belief because they didn't believe those things. That's a new school. That's a like, you know how there's like old Marxist, um, old Marxist and neo-Marxist. That's how it is now with Democrats is like old Democrat and like neo, <laughs> you a neo-Democrat. You believe this stuff. Um, not no offense if you're a Democrat, but you know, I'm just like, that's the difference. That's like where it is. Uh, gun control drug price regulations, religious freedom, uh, mandatory uh, jabs, term limits, uh, which means, you know, whether or not they believe that Congress should have, should be, you, that you should, you have the right to vote for them or that they can be voted in uh, more than one or two terms, which they are, they're voted in forever, those guys. Uh, Supreme Court reform or court packing, healthcare, climate change. Maybe I should do a podcast on on climate change because climate change is like one of the biggest scams ever. Religious freedom, uh, which I already talked about, defunding the police, uh, government, taxpayer funded, Planned Parenthood, um, etc. And these are I side with um, dot com. I side with dot-com polls. And so you've got to look at those hot issues and see whether or not, you know, where you, where you stand on, on that side of the fence. And listen, you guys already know this. You guys already know this repetition is a convincing argument. So you know that um, although the truth isn't really that hard to find, it's clear to see how people's belief systems can easily be manipulated if they, you know, repeat a lie enough. 
I guess you could say. So, I mean, repetition is a convincing argument. That's all, that's all that is. And you've got to examine where you stand. And right now it's really not that hard. If you just look at those hot button issues or even the difference between a Republican and Democrat, you know, some people, and it's so, it's so far extreme. Like there's like no room right now to be in the middle. Like you can't be both. And I remember, um, I remember speaking to a pastor once and he was saying that he was a Democrat, but he was a moderate Democrat like today. Like he's, he's a legitimate moderate Democrat where he's like, no, like I'm the Democrat that can go into a room with Republicans and Democrats and I can like be friends with all of them. Well, that's a really hard thing to do. Um, right now. So I had to tell him like, maybe you're just a Republican because <laughs> I don't think Democrats take too kindly to, <laughs> to doing stuff like that anymore. I mean, they're, they're way far beyond. I mean, I think it was Bill Mayer. Uh, I don't remember the name of the dude, but he, he's a Democrat. He's a comedian. And he recently said, I, I don't, I haven't changed one bit. It was the Democratic Party that changed. They were never, um, what did he say? He said, they, they were never, uh, was it late term abortion? There was a term that he said that he was like, we, I didn't even hear it about that until like five years ago. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was like a trans thing. Uh, but he was just like, I haven't even heard of that terminology until five years ago when the Democrats decided to use it all of a sudden. And he was like, I've never been for that. He's like, they've just gone so far left. And it's just interesting to see that there's really nothing like in the middle right now. Um, (laughs) you're just like completely separate. Um, but yeah, I hope that you guys got a little bit of something out of that. I mean, even if it comes to like the politics and where they stand and, um, you know, how to reach out to these guys. Um, people, sometimes they just, they have like different, uh, they have different petitions um, too that you can just fill out online and submit them. Um, it's very interesting. You can, you can get in touch with any of these guys and you can position yourself to be, um, you know, part of the change that happens. And listen, I'm not saying that America is going to go back to where it was originally was, but I am saying that you can prolong (laughs) prolong the borrowed time that we're on right now, um, even if it's just on a local level. So, I mean, it just makes sense that if anything has to change, it's um, the, you know, the career politician move, um, the term limits, and also the, the, honestly, I really believe that what needs to change is the criteria for Congress, because you look at those guys and you're like, you guys, like Nancy Pelosi looks like she died 10 years ago, honestly. Like she looks she looks like she died a long time ago and like somehow they're keeping her alive. <laughs> and I, I don't understand. I don't understand how they're doing it, but they're doing it. So I just wanted to um, come on and just talk about a little bit about politics a little bit because I'm tired of hearing about all this other BS that's happening right now in the world. And hopefully that um, that helped you in some way, but I appreciate you guys. Stay tuned for Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, I'm going to be interviewing John Clash uh, from Godrepreneur. 
that's going to be great. Um, he, I think he's originally from Connecticut and he's in Puerto Rico right now. He takes care of like my YouTube, he's done my website, but he has amazing content, um, visuals, everything. I mean, the, the dudes, this couple, his wife, him and Gio, his Giovanna is his wife. I mean, they're, a they're a beast couple. They, they know business, um, and they know marketing and they're Christ-centered people. Um, so watch out for them. Watch out for the new, uh, promotion that's going to be going on the new giveaway so these are the giveaways and I need to talk about them after the podcast the giveaway is when you screenshot the podcast on your phone the current one that you're listening to and you tag me on social media and you're all automatically entered into a giveaway and I think the next giveaway is going to be a gas card because the lord knows that um gas is no joke right now (laughs) and I think more people will uh, be uh, more participating in that than anything else. But look out for the new merch. Look out for the drop uh, for the Rookie Marican book on June 4th. Uh, pre-order it now because the price is going up um, for that release date. And yeah, man, I appreciate you. You can get the book to anybody you think who needs it. It's literally everything condensed, just a little bit of um, U.S. history, um, a little bit of, you know, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, cover things like politics, um, elections, um, all, all different types of things in there, but it's condensed. It's an easy to read um, book, everything in one, um, and tons of resource, resources for you to go back and um, research on your own too. So I don't want to give you all the information on the book. Um, but thank you guys for sharing the podcast. Thank you guys for um, always being a good support. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you. Bye. Have a great week. Thank you for listening and sharing the Rookie Marican podcast. If you would like to become a partner to hear more episodes like this, go to rookierevival.com. Thank you so much for the support.